Hello, it's ShadeX, and welcome to the Animated Dudes Podcast. Now let's get animated. Yes. Woohoo. Very professionals we are. Yeah. Wait, is Craig here? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, Craig. It, it is. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I took forever to edit that one episode of the, the rural episode. <laughs> feel kind yeah. of bad but um it's that's currently out the day of like that's my most recent upload the day of recording oh that's cool um how, how'd that go um it's i should have done it uploaded earlier because it's dated i talked about animal crossing i mean it's still it's still fine like it's still i'm, I'm glad i uploaded animal crossing still relevant so i mean yeah but it wasn't the majority of that us complaining about zipper and his eggs yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, we've been neglecting this for too long. Uh, we have a guest with us. Uh, please introduce yourself, guest. Hi, my name's Man. I run the channel Man of a Thousand Thoughts on YouTube. I'm glad to be here. Yay. Nice, nice. And yeah. I, from what I understand, you are, uh, was it currently or just now getting done with a big collab? Am I right? Yes, we did. the. Uh, me and many other uh, black cartoon reviewers did a... The CNN or Cartoon Network invaded. It was like this old like event they had back in 2007 that was kind of the end of an era for them, like the end of the whole CN city. Hmm. 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 That's pretty cool. Uh, there's some people in the chat. Um, two perfect Tyreeks in the chat. That's a real, I'm really jealous because over in excuse me, over in the UK we've never had CN city. Really? Yeah. Are you? I only. I literally found out about CN City on YouTube. Um, I, we, we weirdly enough never had over there. No idea why. What were the bumpers like over there then? Uh, very generic. Just stuff like, oh, you're now you're now watch uh, Billy and Mandy, or you're now watching Chowder. Oh, kind yeah. of generic oh, yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, CN City. Hmm. And oh god, those bumpers are really really addictive to watch. So uh, that video is going to be cool. What's the um, uh, what was the what was it called Invasion or? Invade, Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network invaded. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I watched the whole. I watched the whole collab. Or well, actually, I might not want to ask what's it about because I don't want to ruin the video. <laughs> it, it was mostly just us cover because, like, the event itself was like basically some shows would, t like, some of Cartoon Network's running shows back then would have some type of episode based around aliens just invading and. We basically, like, each individual reviewer will cover those particular episodes, or a particular episode, and I basically covered Ed, Ed and Eddie. Uh -huh. Oh, cool. Nice. I think I remember that episode, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, there was, I think there was a 4chan discussion using that episode as a basis of why uh, Double D is smarter than Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the whole argument, but like um, they basically said, Double D could make uh, craftable weapons out of literal junk, while De Dexter required an entire laboratory and controlled materials. <laughs> mm -hmm. that, uh, that is true. Um, have they ever like mess each other, like canonically mess each other, be like a comic or anything? I don't know. Uh, there was a lot of crossover yeah. around that era. Yeah, there was this uh, the super secret war that comic book they had which was like every single like every cartoon cartoon character would meet like the K&D, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter sure. Ed and Eddie and such I didn't mm -hmm. I, I didn't get to reading it though I think I only got to read yeah, one I, I, I didn't read it but I did read the Samurai Jack comic which was supposed to be I know it was supposed to be a um, sequel 
it's supposed to be like a spinal season, but then the final oh, season came out. Yeah, I, I, I got that as well. It's not, it's not too bad, but it's really, yeah, it's really weird how that exists. And also season five. And also there's a, I believe there's a game coming out. Yeah. I, I read the whole comic. Like, um, I, I use this thing called uh, Hoopla, which is a digital library thing. And I read, I read the whole comic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard of Super Secret Crisis Wars. Hmm. I, I I nearly picked it up because it was there was a library book sale, like old books that was there. I almost picked it up, but I didn't for some reason. Kind of wish I did because I wanted to read it. Is that in any reference to Marvel Secret Wars? I think it is. Like, like what the, I know about the comic is that um um Aku um Ma- Ma- Mandark. I almost said Monarch, but a Mandark. <laughs> Mandark, like all the villains team up. Maybe Red Guy's there because Cow and Chicken is in the comic, I think. I'm sure. not sure. I, I I haven't read it, so I don't know. But all the villains team up, and then the Powerpuff Girls and every and uh, Dexter, Samurai Jack, they all team up to defeat the villains. So hmm. does like Buttercup get like the black suit? I don't like, know. I haven't I haven't read it. I I don't no, think they like par- I don't think they parody Crisis. Uh, no, I mean, um, Secret Wars that much. Oh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the shows just colliding into each other. Well, now you're just making me think of Fusion Fall, and now I'm sad. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, are we going to get to I, that later? Or should we talk about it now? Well, I guess while we're on the topic, so you guys know the Project Fusion Fall Retro, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. some jerk. Um, of unknown origin um, went ahead and blabbed to Cartoon Network. Not that they were doing anything, but that they lied, basically, saying that if I remember correctly, they were exploiting the remake for money, which they weren't. It's a, It was a free reboot, or a free archival sort of thing. And sure. Cartoon Network just shut it down. And Retro, the retro, the guys in the Retro Project, they were compliant, they didn't complain, they were, they totally, like, turned the other cheek on it, but it's still bitter because that game can never come back up on the internet again. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that, that's annoying. That's starting to be a recent trend. I mean, this. Although in view of it, I did see that um, on the website, the models resource, somebody had dumped nearly every model from Fusion Fall Retro onto sure. there. So some of the models that weren't previously there have survived. So if you want to see a little Fusion Fall history, like check out the models resource, I guess. Oh, yeah. Cool. I played. Oh, yeah, Drake. Me and you played like for a few. Well, quote unquote, played. We didn't really play that much together, but um, we did um, did um, try out Fusion Fall Retro once it came out along with Tori. We all we all played Drake. Remember, we played right at the right at the premiere. Yeah, and I remember I did the wanted dance emote or or no, I, I know I think I did that. I know a lot of people are doing the wanted dance. Let's dance because that, that <laughs> those was very weird. weird voice lines they had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's starting to be kind of like a like a recent trend and this kind of stuff. Like Nintendo, uh, I believe they took down a. Uh, it, I don't know. It was like a port of of like Mario sixty four, but done like really well. Uh, and Nintendo were like, "Yeah, even though we're not doing anything with the game, we're just gonna we'll, we'll just take it down." I think it's something about copyright law. If you like, in every case of infringement, even if it's not technically illegal, you do have to defend it, or else you lose the right to defend it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, and for totally other reasons, uh, there's that. Club Penguin rewritten that got taken down. 
or is getting taken down by Disney. Oh, no, I think that was I think that was Club Penguin Online. It got oh, taken sorry, down yeah. for various reasons. Like the, um, I, I won't go into it. Written, it's still up, I think. Yeah, I won't go into it. It's kind of dark, but if you want to learn more, go to the Some Ordinary Games. Yeah, I watched that it, video. Yeah, Club Club Club. I mean, I'm checking. Solid. Yeah, Club Penguin Rewritten is still up, but I'm with okay. Club Penguin Online. They like they like had ads. They were monetizing it, which is against uh, the law. So that's why they took it down. And I think a whole bunch of other like uh, yeah, I know. Stuff, yeah, there's but, other reasons which we'll yeah. get into. But yeah, just watch the video if you want to learn more about that. It's a pretty good video, mm-hmm. right? And th- well, I mean, it sucks. All that gone. But yeah, I guess uh, with with all this free time, we can just like go back and finish or watch later stuff on our streaming services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I uh, love that transition work because we are talking about HBO Max that came out recently. Have you guys um have been have you guys been using HBO Max lately? I got it um for you with AT and T, so um I've been watching uh, I've been watching it lately, like Doom Patrol that show. A new season's coming out this month. Cool. Cool. Hmm. Um, so, <coughs> sorry, um, man, what what have you been watching on HBO Max? Um, I haven't gotten to get as extensive with it as I wanted to, but I managed to at least watch a little bit of the uh, Looney Tunes cartoons that they had, the new ones. That is. Oh and yeah, how are those? So far, it's honest. It feels like a proper, genuine like continuation of the legacy of uh looney tunes like a proper evolution yeah wow. it's, re- it's really well done yeah it like doesn't abandon what made looney tunes what it was it doesn't feel like a new iteration it just feels like a proper continuation of everything and like because the jokes the timing and everything just feels exactly on point like it didn't fe- it feels like it never left basically yeah nice nice right at home that's pretty cool um, I, uh, we don't have HBO over here. Oh, this is, this is really kind of, uh, it's kind of shitty, isn't it, so far? It's like, oh, how's he in City? Oh, I don't have it over here. How's HBO Max? Oh, I, I don't have it over here. I, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even have that, that Boomerang streaming service. You know, the one that's got, like, all the old, like, Hannibal Barris stuff on it? Oh. Uh, it's not available over here. And I'm like, bruh, what? Come on, I want to watch some old cartoons. Yeah, and uh, HBO Max isn't perfect either. I'm like, I've been hearing reports that there's a lot of shows that are missing, especially from the Cartoon Network lineup. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah if, if I remember correctly, Billy and Mandy isn't there. Uh, Shade, what else? Um, Ed, Ed and Eddie isn't there. And uh, right, I, I think I listed off like a couple of cartoons that I was like, Kids Next Door, is that there? That's going to be there according to the creator, Mr. Warburton. Mm. I know this is this might not be the case. It's probably stupid, but is it a case because that they weren't made in house? Like uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie was made by uh, AKA Cartoons, which is like Canadian. No, it's, I, it I, was on net. I know it was on Netflix before the current oh, network. Was it? It was, okay. Yeah, they they had all the current network shows on Netflix. I think it was oh. weird though. Like they didn't have all the seasons, but it, but all the shows were on there. Oh, are they waiting hmm. for their contracts to expire so um, they can go to some, one place? I know some cartoons are on Hulu, but what which what is weird is that Ben Ten is on Hulu and HBO Max. Like all the Ben Ten shows. Well, um, <laughs> the first. 
Oh no, Ben 10 and Omniverse are on are on Hulu, but um, all the Ben 10 shows are on HBO Max right now. It, it might be like a matter of like just settling everything in. But granted, we're like at, at least maybe two weeks out now, so I'm not sure. Maybe they're about to drop the rest, in, but I'm not exa- entirely sure. Because I know it, like K&D, Ed and Eddie and all that was basically confirmed to be coming to the, to the uh, service, but like... I think they're just like waiting a bit, probably just to see who's who, who is where, like or how many people they got actually watching it. Sure. Yeah, I feel like this is like a Nintendo Switch Online thing where they they, they supply you some <laughs> games and then they slowly add more as time goes on, and it's like, okay, that's great. Why wasn't this here from the beginning? But it's still not as good as like the previous virtual console. Like, where's like N sixty four games and where's like you you, you know where's like uh, like GBA or just, or just Game Boy games. Like, at, this point, at this point, for Switch, I would ask, where's the ga- GameCube stuff? Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel That's like really the GameCube exists. Yeah, I definitely want GameCube games on the Switch. Like, okay. I don't know if they can emulate. Well, I'm sure it could emulate because like, yeah, I'm pretty, them- I'm pretty sure they could. I mean, either that or they'll do HD remakes and sell. They they'll probably sell them full price though. Which I mean, I'm hoping it's like a thirty dollar, forty dollar thing since it's an old game. They're probably they're probably going to be full price I, if I they do do a re-release. I, I personally, I just don't think Nintendo really have an excuse because they have a. I mean. Especially with N64, because they got Doom 64 on there. Um, And I think Turok... could be wrong um yeah those are third party though so like they, but, the people who own the games yeah can sell them well my point mm-hmm. is that they can run n64 games yeah, yeah they, they, they don't can. want to for some reason yeah i think mm-hmm. they're like slowly releasing like they just added snes last year so they might be working up the up the pipeline or maybe they're planning on remaking something i'm not sure i know they should get I, closer I, I and closer think, to the I current think... gen it's more likely like they did with wind waker like know it's N64 better just to give it a facelift than to just offer it for free for an online service yeah n64 i know that that's probably on the horizon after they like have enough snes games because um they had n64 emulation on on the wii u and wii yeah that that virtual console that was really cool uh that, that kind of stuff um they could do gamecube virtual console i mean if a pc can like on those games even my mac could like emulate those games and i'm sure yeah. in it's theory not. you're not like you've actually done it <clears throat> i have done it in the past shade uh, oh oh no no i mean i mean <laughs> <play on GameCube. laughs> no, I, that i possibly i don't know oh no nintendo no oh, no. oh my god Shade, you're on my live stream don't say anything oh sorry 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 <laughs> all right sorry Nintendo, I'm sorry, but we're sorry. New topic, new topic. Tuka and Birdie. Tuka and Birdie's coming back. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yes. Tuka and Birdie. Thanks. Thanks, Adult Swim. Yeah, it's weird that, like, Adult Swim, of all people, is reviving a Netflix show. You'd think it would be the other way around. Yeah, because, like, Netflix, like, I feel like with Netflix, with that, like, you, you imagine that, like, People binge the shows like there's no reason to really cancel a Netflix show. I mean, there is money issues, I guess. Like, but Tukin Birdie seemed popular, like people were buzzing about it. So I don't get why it was canceled. Maybe not enough net people viewed it. Maybe Netflix didn't promote it enough. Although with moves like this, it could send a message to the execs at Netflix that Netflix that, hey, this show is popular. We like it. Please don't greenlight more Big Mouth. <laughs> 
what season is Big Mouth on at the moment? I think it's on its fourth at this point. Really? My gosh, kill me again. I watched I've season one, but I'm not watching any more of it. Like, damn. Yeah, I, I watched one. I watched the first season and I tried to get through the second one because people were telling me it was getting better. But I just after I got past the second episode of second season, I was like, yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's worth watching with those character designs. Like I don't and, and the explicit like sort the explicit material in the show. Like I just can't sit through all that. That's um, yeah. I got I got about halfway through season one, then I got really uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, so yeah, like, it's uncomfortable. Like it's so, like I get it. There, without um, a standards and practice department, you could do whatever you want, and this is a big testament to that. But sometimes you don't need to tell those kinds of stories, right? Yeah, I know it's about puberty and stuff, but it's like yeah, it's weird, I, and I don't like it. It's kind of creepy, and it's like, uh, like I, the, I think, like the story. Yeah, the story of puberty for for people. Like I feel that can be engaging. It's just it can. this one. This big mouth just wants to go the route of oh, isn't this kind of remember this whole thing? Wasn't this kind of disgusting and gross? And it's like yeah, why why do you want me to remember that? That that didn't make me feel good. That made me feel awful. Why do I need yeah, to be reminded? Not of a lot that? of people have positive memories of puberty. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm not a fan of the whole like Deadpool kind of thing of like breaking the fourth wall like oh I'm a, this is a Netflix show can you believe it we're on Netflix and they've got so many jokes about the platform and I'm like hey. yeah I'm like alright guys I, the first joke was clever enough but I, I understand I am watching a Netflix show I'm not like old I, I understand why I'm watching you know what I mean it kind of breaks <laughs> tension like or even like the illusion that you're watching something expertly crafted like i feel like when you break the fourth wall like that and so often it's like okay we couldn't figure out how to write a transition let's just acknowledge netflix for a bit until they realize until they forget about what we just said like netflix it can, yeah. it can work like the fourth wall can work like there was a thingy i was like an episode of Kablam where they did that uh really well and uh uh chowder like the whole car oh wash yeah thing. yeah like just yeah. a one-off thing it really works but if you do it all the time it's like you just get to the point where, like, we we fucking know it's a show. <laughs> Calm down. Like, yeah, Chowder does some good for- fourth wall breaks. Like, during, uh, what was it, the Pepper episode, and Ch- uh, Mung Doll was like, now the animators are going to have to draw all this fire. <laughs> like, that's a good fourth wall break. You're not... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially if you are an animator, it just makes it all the funnier. And they, like, immediately go back to the story. It's not, it's like what Mundal said didn't really matter in the, in the grand scheme of things. With And it depends on how long you hold on to the joke. Like, if you stare into the fourth wall for above, let's say, 15 seconds, and you don't transition away, it's just like, okay, you're making me a little uncomfortable here. Stop it. Go back to the cartoon, please. Cartoon characters just stare at you for a solid minute. <laughs> they do that hand oh. meme where it's a realistic yeah. hand that breaks the glass, comes towards you. And you just oh, sit. <laughs> you hear. <laughs> and then, that, yeah. How's <laughs> that 2021 meme movie coming along? That's not, that's fake, I think. Meme movie? Oh, like. Yeah, there was like a news of a 2020 meme movie back that, in 2015. That, 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 was a, that was a meme. Like, that was, I think that's fake. Because it was because it's the same time the emoji movie was announced. Oh, okay. Mm. Was it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, like the uh, rage faces. R- really? <laughs> I think so. 
Odyssey. They'd have to pay a lot of money to do that because, like, the creator of Trollface, like, well, they have they'd have to pay a licensing fee because now the creator of Trollface like owns the copyright to Trollface. Mm-hmm. Like, if people are making funny off money, if people are making money off of Trollface stuff, he, he like like that's why Meme Run was pulled from the uh, Wii U eShop. Oh, I remember man. Meme Run. That game yeah. was awful. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I I looked at it on the on the eShop. I was like, "What? Uh, is that legal?" <laughs> it wasn't. Like, it got it got taken down. Yeah, and, it, and I was right. It wasn't legal. I remember going on websites like uh, iconhascheeseburger.com and making like, rage comics and thinking it's like the funniest thing. Same, um, same. I used um, to use iFunny all the time to the point where I got two point seven k subscribers on there. Well. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. The meme master. There's going to be a meme film in like 2011 or something. And it was called like the Chronicles of Rick. Oh, or that movie. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't like have funding for it or something. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, they, they did a little trailer. It was a little skit. I don't know if that was a parody and then they were like, let's make it a movie or if this was like a test. Thing for the movie, I'm not sure. Like, I'm well, not sure what. Do you know the uh, YouTuber uh, Lemono? He does like documentaries and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, it... no. But go on. Oh, that's fine. He um he does really good documentaries. I recommend them. He uh, did a video about rage comics and memes, and he mentioned like eight like years and years ago about Chronicles of Rip Roll, and it but like, the trailer had like Leroy Jenkins in it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, I must have been like uh, ten when they first said about that. When I was like, oh, "Damn!" Like yeah, even as a ten-year-old, you're like, "Oh, why would you do that?" Well, probably as the probably as a ten-year-old, I probably thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's <laughs> in my old favorites, I think, on YouTube. Like along with some annoying orange and classic Smosh videos. Yeah, <laughs> the kings. Yeah, yeah. bringing up some think, uh, with some Ray William Johnson. Yeah, I oh, used to yeah. think Fred was funny. I used to think that was super funny. He was on iCarly, so that automatically makes him funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the only time I, I actually engaged with whatever Fred was, because like, I, I didn't watch any of his videos, but then I find out he's on iCarly, and I'm like, oh, this is Fred. I don't mm. care for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was much more enamored with the first three episodes of The Annoying Orange. Mm. That that was a dark time. Oh, on yeah. Cartoon Network. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, the uh, Annoying Orange show. I need to see how many seasons that went for. I, I, think, I think it only went for like two. I think Tobuscus was on there as well. Oh, yeah. Tobuscus was on there as like the main fruit stand guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Annoying Orange show. Okay. Two seasons. Do. Two seasons with a total of 60 episodes. Okay. I can see well, that. Yeah. Mm. The annoying orange, are still they still do stuff. Like they still oh yeah, do they that. still That's do cool. things, and it baffles me as to why. Yeah, I mean, kids like memes, apparently. So yeah, like uh, annoying orange is doing let's plays now. Like I remember when Dane Bow like used to oh, do like oh. other stuff. The creator of like, uh, annoying orange. Oh, I remember when I was like a lot younger. Um, I, I was a I was a dummy. Um, and I thought annoying orange was like the funniest thing. Uh, so I remember looking into Dane Bow's uh like personal YouTube channel, and now I think a lot of it's like fucking awesome. But back when I was younger, it was a lot of it was like scary. Um, like. Uh, there was one about marshmallows. It was like a, it, I think the title was something like Marshmallow Murderer or something. And I, I don't like this. 
but it's literally oh, just... oh yeah i i saw that i, I found it funny i think yeah i, found it weird. I, I, I find it really funny now but i guess i was just way too sensitive to that kind of stuff oh yeah he also did those kool-aid man videos oh yeah I, I'm, I'm looking i'm looking at his channel uh, oh yeah, yeah. Chuck... Oh yeah, Chuck yeah. Norris versus Pac-Man. He did a bunch of Chuck Norris videos. <laughs> that, that... Chuck Norris versus Pac-Man. Welcome. I don't know why that became a meme. The whole Chuck Norris. I blame the Lemon Demon song, like the Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Sure. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah. Oh god. But old memes. Old memes are like the best and the worst. Yeah, um, but they have a legacy. But nowadays, like, all right, I have a theory about memes. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sure. All right. So, like, old memes like Rick Roll and the Trollface, they've stood the test of time and have been cultural icons for years on the internet. And hmm. nowadays, you see a meme and it gets old by the end of the week or the month. These are memes I like to call Mayfly memes because they live and die within the within the week. Um, sure. And what I'm thinking, the reason is, is... Of course, mainstream media, they, people have realized that if a meme goes on for too long, people are going to try and capitalize on it. And the internet collectively went, no, no, you can't do that. And we won't let you do that. So we're just going to like change trends every week. And <laughs> I can think of the exact moment it started. You guys remember mm. the meme surprised Patrick? Yeah. Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah. where he's, um, is he like chasing off the SpongeBob? No, it was that one frame from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie where his mouth oh, was super sorry. wide open. Yeah, with a big gaping mouth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and people yeah, would Photoshop him into gifts where he te- where he probably wasn't supposed to be. Like on a girl's bus or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that. I remember seeing that. So what Nickelodeon did is I can't remember when, but I remember or I remember the day it happened because I saw it live on TV. Um, Nickelodeon made their own surprised Patrick gifts and posted them on TV as a bumper. And right there, right then, when that bumper went live, the meme died. Nobody wanted anything to do with it because like Viacom and Nickelodeon had every right to do it. They own the Patrick star character and they could do with it as they, but like when you start making money off of a meme or like when it's used for corporate use, I'm automatically people don't want to associate themselves with said meme. Oh, oh yeah. They, that's by, yeah. Yeah. Viacom made a SpongeBob like toy line based on the memes. I'm going to, Oh, yeah. they did. Those and most of those memes that they used are no longer being used. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, that's a different evil, situation make- when people are accidentally saying them. Like that one time, I think it was 4chan got uh, Oprah to say over 9,000 penises. <laughs> Oprah didn't realize what she was saying was a meme. Ergo, it, the opposite effect happened and its popularity skyrocketed. Oh, but when sense. you try to capitalize on it and you're a big company you're immediately going to kill whatever you were trying to capitalize on. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense because, like, it just doesn't feel as special anymore. It just feels yeah. like, oh, you're just pandering to us. Like, when yeah, I- And then you immediately don't mm-hmm. want to inter- interact with that meme because you feel like you're supporting it. I mean, when a corporation <laughs> touches a meme, you're like, all right, it's dead. And that also explains why memes got more incomprehensible and vulgar. Remember uh, Dicks Out for Harambe? Yeah. yeah. And how it lasted very, very long. Oh, yeah. It's because it was a controversial topic and a very vulgar meme. 
No corporation or news station wanted to touch it after it was newsworthy or afterward because it's not advertiser friendly and it's and the topic is very sensitive. Ergo, it lasted a lot longer and people realized, oh my gosh, we just had to make the memes vulgar and incomprehensive. That's where deep fried memes came from, and that's where all the gross crap like or that's where all the gross and insensitive crap like drink bleach and eat Tide Pods came from. Nobody wants to cover that, that makes or sense. capitalize on it. And also, mm, I guess, yeah. what, what about the whole like, loss, you know, the comic, the control, the leak thing? That's, that, it's very niche, and not a lot of people are going to get yeah. it. So, ergo, it lasts like a lot those, longer. There's always those wise guys that have to, like, make a meme that inside it is like a loss meme, like, you know, like the whole, like, uh, like panel structure of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you can insert loss into something, and even if it's a corporate thing, you might not realize it at first, and even then, you have to question, did they do this intentionally? And that's why loss is so, like, it still technically is here, because it's sort of like a hidden meme, and sometimes mm. it's accidental. Mm. And I, I think, at the end of the day, you just got to realize how weird it is. The fact that it's... it's it's a gaming webcomic that had a really serious and out of place story about a miscarriage and people have been making fun of a miscarriage joke for about 10 years now. Yeah, that's what makes it obscure and untouchable by mainstream media. They don't want to cover that kind of thing. The babies. <laughs> the only, the only um, like lost comic I didn't like, well, because it ruined the point of the meme was like um this 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 artist is good now, this cartoonist, but Adam from he used to work for BuzzFeed did this comic where he said Nobody told me it was Donut Day, like, for the first panel, but that gives it away because, like, Lost has no, like, dialogue, and that's the point of the meme. Yeah, you have to do it, determine it by the panel structure and composition. Yeah, like, <laughs> there shouldn't be any words. Like, people pointed that yeah. out on Reddit. But na- now he makes funny comics. Like, I think it was after he left BuzzFeed that they started being funny. I, I don't remember, but... R.I.P. BuzzFeed. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Next here on this topics list movies being delayed what movies are being delayed shade new mutants um i need i wonder woman was supposed to come out yesterday i think but that got delayed when did that like <laughs> oh i okay, can see it with post- all the like postponed to august 14th at one point i or like part of me says okay yeah the virus but at the same time scoob released online and while the reviews were mixed the views themselves were pretty high. Well, the th- the problem is is that um, with Universal, they review they revealed they released um, Trolls World Tour. It was a huge success, <laughs> but um, it killed cinema. Yeah, now Regal's like, Regal and a- AMC first. They first said no, we're not playing your movies. Then Regal's like, then Regal came and said we're standing with AMC and not sh- screening your movies. So now, like, if I want to, the ban is still in effect. I think. Or mm. will be in effect in the future. So After how, 120 like, years, cinema and does. Like a, to yeah, there's legal cinemas near my university. So, like, if I want to see a movie with friends there, I can't because, um, like, um, a big chunk of them won't be screening. Hmm. I've heard like several news stories saying this movie industry and or and this movie industry won't or like theaters specifically. Like they won't make it through this pandemic because of like people are going to the movies and like things still need to be like employees still need to be paid. The place still needs to be cleaned. Um, there's a lot of costs that still need to be paid for like the land and the electricity. Oh, um, oh, AMC apparently recently said the theaters said they don't, they have substantial doubt it can remain in business. So Ooh. 
I feel like, but I feel like it's a necessary loss because if we're going to like fully transition from screens or from like television to streaming, I feel like the biggest hitter to movie theaters would have to take the big hit first. Mm. Yeah. Cause if movie theater, cause if like movie distributors realize, Hey, wait a minute, we could pay this massive amount of money to have our films screened in all these theaters or we could pay this streaming service and just like give it to a wider accessible audience. Cause not a lot of people, myself included really want to go to a movie theater to watch a movie and then wait later for it to come out on a streaming service. Cut no, out the no, middle, no, man. No. Yeah. I actually like, do. Yeah. Mm. I actually do. I actually do like um, the theater experience though. I, specific- I do as well. Yeah, specifically, um, I, I go to Elmo Draft House occasionally. Like, that's just a good, it's a good experience. I think. Like, you eat food there. I, I, like, I, I, I even like have a think, hard cider there every once in a while. It's a really good theater experience, and that's that's like closed for now. But I think I kinda, they'll be able to remain in business yeah. compared to the other theaters because it's just a very popular chain theater. I, I kind of think the cinemas me and Draco are kind of referring to, I like the regular ones, but. Uh, those cinemas, yeah, it's like some experiences can be really shitty. Like you've either got like some kid uh, like kicking your seat, or everything's uh, sticky. Yeah, or when you're leaving oh, the cinema, yeah. I hate, I absolutely hate this when you're walking out the cinema and then you look at the roads, like the aisles, and then there's just like popcorn everywhere on the floor. Like it's distasteful <laughs> and it's a terrible like, mess to get out of. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, you, you animals. Like, yeah, like, you gotta take the good with the bad, and I. Fe- and like I feel like the only things that might survive out of the cinema are like 3D movies and IMAX. I remember seeing Kung Fu Panda at my local NASA Space and Rocket Center. They had this this they had this dome Sorry. of a theater. It was a it was a curved dome that you had to lean back in a nice comfortable chair. You got 3D glasses and it was like the best movie experience I've ever had. And I feel like this is the evolution of cinema. I That's my like my 12-year-old self thought and <laughs> it never really took off took off <laughs> but like I feel like if regular cinemas are going to die I feel like those specialty cinemas like the curved dome IMAX theaters and those specialized 3D movies those might be what like stand in its place cuz yeah. if you're going to go you might as well get the best experience possible and yeah, yeah. you can't really do at home unless you're like a millionaire yeah like home yeah. theaters exist. You can get a projector and stream Netflix off of that with popcorn and a big old rearranged couch and all that with your with your buddies. Yeah. You can ba- oh, yeah. you can basically get the theater experience at home. You can't get that IMAX experience anywhere else. Oh well, yeah. I, one time, one time I remember seven. my my family, my pa- my parents have a friend and at their friend's house um he has a he has a HD like T and no no, a home theater. Like a big, big screen with a projector, and I watched, I watched regular show on the big screen. It was, it was a weird experience. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I can't afford that luxury of just having a big, big screen and like a big, like home theater screen and uh, a projector. Like, I do have an HD TV at home, so you can watch movies that way, which is good. But having going to a movie theater, like a specialty theater, and like um having the best experience possible is just a really fun thing to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if cinema is going to take, like, I f- I'll make a prediction. Like, home theaters are going to be on the rise. A lot more people will buy things to, like, replicate the average theater experience at home. 
if they really want to watch a movie right when it premieres on streaming yeah. services. But mm. for like those really big blockbusters, they might go to an IMAX theater, like on those big old domes, lean back in those really comfortable chairs and watch that movie from like the best experience I've ever had as a moviegoer. Yeah, I mean, seeing films like The Dark Knight, for example, in IMAX, with the, I, I never saw it in IMAX, but um, my dad said it was like, amazing mm -hmm. uh, so yeah you're you're definitely right for those experiences that IMAX is definitely worth it but if you're more of a if you want the cinema experience without without people um and for it to be cheaper then yeah home cinemas like you said will probably be on the price especially with the pandemic and more people like I feel like more people are going to prefer like just releasing their movies on stream mm. You can get more out of it if, like, I feel like people get more out of it when they just, hey, that was great. I want to watch it again. So they watch it again and they watch it again that you can, and people get those numbers like, man, they're watching it how many times in a row? Yeah. Mm. I've, um, I've learned from this whole pandemic that the world can, for the most part, function by staying at home. Um, like for me, for example, I've been working from home for like the past, uh, past couple of months now. And to be honest, I actually kind of prefer it working from home because I'm kind of, reclusive in that regard mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know it, it's different for people it's yeah. just uh, I, I don't know i i i'd prefer it i don't have a home cinema but if i did i'd definitely prefer that than going to the cinema to be honest yeah you, it's not that hard it's like projector check white wall maybe maybe a maybe a, a bed sheet tacked onto the wall check <laughs> comfy yeah. sofa check maybe um some microwave popcorn or a popcorn maker or, um or, or that experience or, yeah Mm, yeah, that's mm, right. Um, this is the part of the show where we talk about um, any interesting shows we've been watching. Mm. Uh, the most interesting I could think of is probably just recently I started getting into Scissor Seven on Netflix. It like it's like so crazy and over the top, but I honestly love it. Mm, nice. Oh, what's it about? It's mainly about this guy who uh, wants to become an assassin. He has no memory of like his past, and he figures being an assassin can help him figure out some of that stuff. But also, it's because he just kind of it likes the glamour of it pretty much. Like hmm. there's a lot, it, there's a lot of crazy stuff that ends up happening. Like his best friend is like a talking penguin or so. <laughs> like it, like his first mission ends up being having to assassinate a dog because like the his uh previous or like his the person who hired him was literally a cat that dated him <laughs> dated that dog and <laughs> okay. it's just revenge <laughs> all right yeah that does seem pretty crazy like it's friggin nuts but like it's really good and it's animated like very well it's it's a chinese production but it it's done very like it's done in like this sort of sketchy style so when fight scenes happen they move very fluid and it's sure. just pretty awesome to see it's so it's it kind of has that feel of like normal heroes if you've ever played that game mm -hmm. yeah i've heard like, of that I, game yeah i want to play that oh yeah the third game's coming out for switch and pretty soon i think this year there's no announcement yet though okay um i've been holding but, uh, this in for a while but speaking oh. of chinese animation all right let's move on um no, no, no I, I watched it in advance <laughs> for this podcast so Yes, I am going to gush and uh, talk uh, extensively about All Saints Street. I have not heard anybody talk about this show. It is amazing, and I like it a lot. And the intro is a real banger. And did I mention it's actually sung not by a human, but a Vocaloid? I didn't Whoa, find I did it out until like last that. week. Wow, Vocaloid. Did not know that. 
All right, so it's called. All right, so the show is All Saints Street. Um, it's a Chinese animation based on. All right, so it's actually called Ten Thirty One, uh, All Saints Street, which I believe in its original language it was just uh, Halloween Street, because every character is based on either a a religious or a mythical monster, or you know, a, a, or other thing. Like the main character is a is a demon, um, and he's a any roommates with a vampire, a mummy, a werewolf, and an angel. And it's basically a slice of life show with a lot of um, a lot of really sweet moments. The webcomic oh, yeah. it's based off of um, is more straightforward. The main the main character Bao, uh, forget his last name or no, it was Neil Bauman. Um, like he's more of a straight man in the comic, but in the uh, web cartoon, and this is a web cartoon actually, not um, not a full production or an anime, I don't think, but it's classified as a web cartoon. Um, they basically turn Neil from um, a straight man to into basically this slightly dumb or out of touch sweetheart. And like uh, they did remove some characters. I, I'll get into it if I ever make a video about it. But um, it's um, really nice. And or uh, as opposed to the webcomic, it's still a very nice, a very well written webcomic. And I am excited to see what uh, incorporates. Uh, things they'll incorporate because they don't follow it beat for beat um they actually change up some things some characters are cut some events are moved around and obviously there's a big design shift they went for like a lot of soft lines like um they went with colored outlines instead of just solid black which i liked the, the style is really smooth and you can tell it's in like some sort of vector program like toon boom mm. but the the movements are so smooth and when they need to very actiony or actiony snappy <laughs> yeah, I really, I really liked what I saw of All Saints Street. Like, it's it's a cute show, like really wholesome show, despite like having demons in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, did I mention that um, hell is canonically Australia? Uh, uh, like, I'm not uh, kidding either. In the webcomic, they literally fly the Australian flag in representation of hell. Oh uh, yeah, and I checked the below. YouTube comments. Someone mentioned that um, heaven is in Canada. Right, I don't know because <laughs> there was a Canadian flag near um, Lynn. Someone said this in the YouTube comments. I haven't read the web comics, so I don't know. But I didn't see any mentions of Canada. Although the the characters that were cut were a Japanese cat girl who was an alcoholic and an American zombie who wanted to be an actor. Oh yeah, there were. Hmm. I, I, I noticed there was a zombie in the chat in the first episode because there's a group chat in the first episode. There's like a hmm. bunch of there's a bunch of action. There was there, that first episode is action packed like the in, the the cold opener then then it's just slice of life after that yeah although if you go to episode 12 there is something there that makes me very concerned i won't oh, spoil yeah. anything oh, yeah. um yeah yeah that, that was concerning but yeah please check out all saints street it's amazing and i and i might make a video on it if i ever get this script done i think you should yeah sound quite passionate about this like, yeah I, I i did i'm doing a video on it which will probably be at, which will be out before this podcast but um what? it'll be short it's Who, gonna be short off, <laughs> i know I, mean, I just i just got inspired because well, I, I, I want shade to make a video on it more exposure more people watching all saint street and the more yeah, likely like, they'll get a second only, season yeah there's only one review of it and i really want this show to go to the west and i really want some of that all saint street merchandise because it exists but it's only in china Wait, you can't think rationally. You have to go by Channel Awesome's uh, policy of if one critic reviews it, then another can't. Unless Wait, that was a Channel it. Awesome rule? That was a Channel Awesome rule? Uh, well, I don't actually think it was real. That was more of a joke. It was um, basically just a Doug Walker thing. 
of a what well, I don't know why was that a thing of like uh like he like he would review something and then if another person tries to review it he would get a little bit uppity with them <laughs> I, I, I don't know either way either um way. <laughs> yeah watch yes. all Saints Street it's really good yes yeah, uh, that, watch that, that Saints Row that's a good um yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that song is stuck in my head I really I really like that song theme for all Saints Street um. Yes. Right, Laurie, what have you been uh, watching lately? Um, weirdly enough, not a lot of uh, Netflix stuff. Or actually, no, like, I did get around to uh, finishing uh, F is for Family. That's really good. Uh, kind, oh, yeah. kind of underrated. It was really good. Really good oh, show. Yeah, I need to get back into F is for Family. I watched the first two seasons. Really liked them. And funny <laughs> story, like, I was watching season one again. I, I like played fs for family on netflix thinking that um i was gonna it was gonna go straight to season two but i watched season one all over again so i'm like hmm these plot lines are very similar to season one <laughs> i was playing season one by accident oh that's really funny yeah um at the moment i've been kind of looking into like a whole bunch of like horror documentaries um no idea why just like a, a lot of true crime stuff that's uh, really interesting um i recommend channels like rainbots uh she, she's really good uh as old as one which might seem a little bit boring but if you like true crime or just crime in general actually, okay let me rephrase that uh, <laughs> if you like crime in general um if you like that kind of stuff, then uh, there's someone called Jim Can't Swim. He does really good documentaries about criminals and such. Uh, you know, all, all cheery, optimistic s- stuff. Um, it's, all, mm-hmm. it's, it's all good. It, it basically, if you like that kind of stuff, uh, if it, if it's kind of if it's fascinating to you, then I'd recommend that. Oh, and channels like Nexpo. Blame it on George or all, all those great people. Yeah. Huh. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that put a sour taste in it. Um. So, are we doing questions? Right, we have, uh, or wait, no, we don't have questions. People are just messing around in the chat. <laughs> okay, um, I'll do, I'll do a ping in the Discord. Oh, oh, I already did. did. All right. Professionalism. We are very professionals here. We are. Shavy might be prepared to cut audio out from the podcast. Okay, so I should, <laughs> so I should edit out me. So I just edit, at, um, edit out the part where I say uh, possibly about the emulation. Um, we would. Ju- I don't think Nintendo cares. Yeah, I mean, if if Aaron from Game Grumps did it, I think you're fine. Like, I think it was in like a Christmas. Well, okay, fair enough. I don't think it was Nintendo, but uh, Aaron from Game Grumps got caught using an emulator uh, in one of his things, um, and I don't see any company having a gripe with him. So, oh, we actually have a question from Geek Tunes. Um, it's for Man. Uh, man, what made you come up with the black and white aesthetic for your videos? Ooh. Uh, the black and white is mainly because I always enjoy like that type of that type of aesthetic from like older movies. Like I just always enjoy that dark, those dark tones and that just that cool atmosphere that you can get from like old black and white 50s movies and such. It's, it was just mainly that. Oh, that's awesome. Like a like a film noir kind of thing. Yeah, like I, I just always enjoy the film noir aesthetic. Sure, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I really like your the aesthetic of your videos. Like it's a where is it take? Where does it take place? Like a theater or something? Like a jazz lounge, pretty much. Yeah, jazz lounge. Yeah, that that that's a cool aesthetic. I like it. That sounds really comfy. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not, um, thankfully, it's not like a Mr. Enter kind of thing with like a detective, which I kind of wish he did more film noir kind of stuff. I don't know. That's, that's just me. Um, but yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, so, like, inspired by just black and white films in general? or Yeah, just kind of inspired by that genre film. Sure. Have you seen the film, um, a film you might like, or you probably may have seen it? Have you heard of Ed Wood before by Tim Burton? Uh, yeah, I heard of Ed Wood. I, I saw clips of it. I never fully sat down to watch it, though. I recommend it. It's really good. It's a, it's a really yeah. good film. If you like uh, kind of film noir and, uh, like, 50s and uh, films about bad directors, it's, it's kind of like the disaster artists, I guess, but a little bit <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning get to some of those type of movies so i'm probably gonna check that out soon cool mm. uh, we got another question from dino over 57 do you believe the main problem in the animation slash movie industry as a whole is trying to make as many objects appear in their work into mass-produced toys example making a figure out of a popular character yeah i think in the 90s well the 80s and 90s that um yeah they're trying they're trying to yeah they're trying to make toys a big deal in the shows but now like in the 20 well i do see like somebody pointed out to me that um how to drain your dragon i think the third one a lot of their character designs more looked like toy designs than anything. Right. Yeah, I mean, with movies, there's definitely toys in mind, like, for sure. But with, with like, with streaming and all that, like, they make shows to be, like, like shows that you can watch. Like, I don't really... I'm not seeing a lot of toy lines for cartoons I think lately. Or maybe I last, just haven't been looking for them hard enough. I, I guess the last, yeah. the last one that was kind of pandering was that, like, 2016 Powerpuff Girls show. Oh yeah, they made merch, merch, merch for that. They made a lot of merch yeah. and none of it sold. Like, oh, I yeah. just, like I, I don't want you guys laughing at me, but I've still got my amazing Blistina t-shirt. Um, she's gonna come back at some point. Yeah, like, uh, I, the, la- <laughs> the last, the last time I saw like merchandise made for a, a t- animated show was probably like Loud House, which you do have to ask the question why, because <laughs> yeah. like. They were just like those imposable action figures or plush dolls. It's like it's just a slice of life series. This did not need a toy at all. And as and I don't think they still. I don't know if they still sell those anymore. But it, it was just kind of obvious that like in this day and age, I don't. Most people aren't trying to consider toys anymore because it's just like what's the point? No one really buys toys. You could just make an app for a game, and kids will probably likely play that. Yeah. You know? Although, what I do mm. want to see happen more with like more high profile shows is it really like toy toy but like those like high-end quality toys like collectible oh, vinyl. things like vinyl mm-hmm. sort of yeah. like vinyls not pop vinyls oh, no not, like definitely not. Yeah, like, no. actual like they care about the product um like on model uh, vinyl figures that you could display on your wall and be super proud of like something from like kid robot for example sure yeah like yeah, i'd yeah. love more of that like if I, I saw a Megas XLR figure, it looked like the most accurate thing I've ever seen, but it's $5,000. Oh, oh, on eBay. Yes, oh, yeah. it's that, on yeah, eBay. It's been there forever. I've seen that. Yeah, I want that, but it's just so pricey. Like, I, I remember someone on YouTube did a review of it. He got it for real cheap, apparently. Uh, like, it hurts like, so bad because it looks like it's about, it looks to be about, what, a foot tall? Maybe yeah, they yeah. inches. They need them for Comic Con, and they. It's um, just so frustrating because okay. Mega Sex is one of my favorite shows, and I would love like a 3D reference model, 
like the most accurate model I've, I think I've ever seen just to like pose it in different directions so I can draw it. If you buy yeah, the, it, if it, you buy it, did the guy say it will come in like a shipping container or something, like a really <laughs> like sturdy? I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a mega. So out of box, it's four thousand seven hundred and fifty. Still pricey, like way yeah. too pricey. Same price. But um, luckily there is there is a Mega XLR pen because it's like you can't get any Mega XLR merch. A pen. That, uh. Yeah, it looks they can't even make a keychain. I remember they said like I think on the Toonami Aftermath pod, Toonami Faithful podcast. Oh yeah. On the Toonami Faithful podcast, they said even if you wanted to make a keychain, it'd take a lot of paperwork. So it's probably like worth getting any Mega XLR merch you can get. That's a real shame. Yeah, I agree with Drake. That was a, it, it was a really cool show. Yeah, I'm wondering if it can go on streaming, though, since I know Symbionic Titan, that was written off. That that just popped on Netflix randomly. I feel like it's because Gendy's got a little bit... Gendy's got more power than the guys who created uh, Megas XLR, which is like... Yeah. Sad, but, um, yeah, yeah, like they probably pulled out the paperwork just to get it back, get it on Netflix. Though it can air on Cartoon Network. Like, if anything's written off, it can still be like some other studio can take it, or or like the network, and they just can't air it on Cartoon Network. Like, or make merch, I guess, but they can one, still put it elsewhere. One of my I, favorite I uh, shows by the guys who did Megasex a lot was got to be. Um, uh, MTV Downtown, which like no one talks about anymore, which is a real shame. Mm. Uh, do you do you know about that show? Yeah, I had to do. Yeah, someone requested me to do that back a while ago on the Patreon, and like as I watched it, I was like, oh, so it's all improvised, and I kind of like I like that like like the easygoing feel of it. Anything can mm. kind of happen. Like I kind of like that aspect to it. Sure. Yeah, it's a very chill, very chill show. So that and um, uh, undergrads, like both of those MTV kind of shows are like really uh, peaceful. Watch. Yeah, Underground is coming back for a movie, I remember. Yeah, it is. They uh, He somehow got movie rights uh, from MTV. That was probably a long legal process, but I'm yeah. glad he did it. I'm sure he must have been very happy when he got that back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, right, we have another question here from Epic Geo Geo. I'm sorry if I mispronounce it. Geo Geo. Oh. Uh, what's your opinion on the state of Eastern animation, like the anime industry, and how does and how if it does affect the West? Um, uh, I feel like, as far as I know, like from the anime reviewers I watch, like the anime industry hasn't been it uh, or has been on like some of its best streaks ever. Like s- some very memorable shows are coming out, and like they're diversifying again into like a lot of other branches. And I feel like it's the I feel like it's on the rise again. Mostly right. because of their, uh, mostly because of their new method, or not really new, new. They they've been doing this for a while, but what they would what they do is usually they'll take a, a proven story like a manga, and then adapt that into an anime instead of just like coming up with one on the spot, and like a lot of Western animation does. Sure. Um, but what they're doing now is like what <laughs> again? Oh, Saint Street do- is doing. <laughs> and taking web comics and like other people's ideas, kind of like how One Punch Man started as a web comic, and turning yeah. those into animes. Like mm. they're getting oh, more yeah. and more diverse authors to make yeah. more unique, to gather more unique stories to animate. That's yeah, I think yeah, web comics becoming series. That's something I think is cool. Like 
probably like something someone made on a whim, like for their free time. Like they just like, I want to make a web comic. Then it just then comes all something of a sudden, big. Oh my gosh, it's on TV. Yeah, that that's that's. Oh yeah, We Bear Bears started out as a web comic. Yeah, it did. Which I'm glad America is hopping onto that trend. I feel like like it, it is a lot of work to make a, a cartoon from the ground up with no source material to go off of. But like uh, when you start with a webcomic, it's basically a storyboard already. You just need to tweak it for television and timing standard or and yeah. timing in, in television. I know it's only a pilot at the moment, but uh, Planet's Panic, uh, that started off as a webcomic. Did you Planet remember that? Panic get canceled? I don't know. No, that pilot, it, no, it never got greenlit. Oh. I, yeah. I, I do it was because it was up. Yeah. You go. It'll oh, probably no, sorry, be on sorry. Netflix, oh. if anything. Possibly. But it, at the same time, it was on when... Nickelodeon was in of like when Kaima her whoever was in Sima charge. Her, yeah, when she was in charge, and chances are she killed it completely. So it's likely that they don't they can't resurrect it, possibly, but I'm not sure. I know Gene said on the podcast, um, Pizza Party podcast, that um, like Nick was interested in it. Mm. Mm. I mean, with I'm not sure the execs making... there would have changed hands by now. I mean, with Glitch Shame. Text being a success on Netflix, I mean, it's possible. Who knows? It is possible. Like a, a like well, a well, like a stylized show that has kind of an action, kind of. Well, it's more of a comedy, but like it, it fit right in. I think alongside Glitch Text on Netflix. If you do want more um, Planet Panic, I do recommend looking up the website it's actually it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool website hmm. yeah i haven't read the comic i'll definitely give it a read it looks it looks great yeah it's really really well done uh, some parts are actually animated oh wait is uh, it in flash because um yeah but i i could be wrong but i think that's gonna they're gonna like convert it somehow i don't know but there's there's ways to like there's probably a way to read it i'll read it before flash goes away I yes guess. i mean it's not i mean if you don't I, it's not the end of the world but um the animation is a nice touch to it mm. yeah I'm, lo- I'm looking at it right now it looks really good it, it's a short comic too so yeah like you get in you get out so good thing right um so is this the end of the podcast uh do we have any more questions or is that um None that I don't think we haven't already gone over, really. Um, uh, man, before we go, would you like to plug um, your stuff? Uh, yep. My channel is Man M-A-N-N of a Thousand Thoughts on YouTube. Um, look out for a new video coming tomorrow. It's quick thoughts on just a bunch of shows like Central Park, F is for Family, J.J. Villard's uh, Fairy Tales and Scissor 7 and more coming tomorrow. Nice. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, right. So I guess this has been the Animated Dudes podcast. Um, goodbye, everybody. Bye. See ya.